You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Hello and welcome back to OKSIS. My name is Maddie. I'm Scout and we are the sisters IRL behind OKSIS podcast. IRL girl. Oh yeah. So this is an episode. You're probably wondering why it's Sunday. That's that's what I was saying. Um, You're probably wondering why you got a little notification for a new OKSIS episode on Sunday um, because we're usually TGIM gals over here, but we thought that this was a really really pressing and important issue for us to have a conversation about. And um, so in light of the murder of George Floyd over this week and the riots and protests that have ensued, um, we have been looking to a particular person on the internet, and I'm sure, as I'm sure most of you have as well. Her name is Dom Roberts, and she has been an incredible light and guiding force and resource with such an approachable quality to her social media. Um, And so we reached out to her today (laughs) and graciously she put aside some time to have a conversation with us and a very raw, transparent, beautiful conversation and about racism in America about white privilege what we as white women and white citizens of this country need to be doing in the the, in the most emotional way we I mean yes there are we talk about the petitions we can sign which we are going to be posting on our Instagram for the next few days so that if you guys do want to take action, which we really hope you do, we'll provide easy resources. But but this is further than that. Yeah, this is about the emotional um, discovery that we as white people have to go through to really understand our white privilege and the societal um, and systematic racism that is very alive, unfortunately, in our country. So this was um, an extremely emotional conversation. Illuminating. An enlightening conversation. And we hope that it, you know, helps further this conversation that we obviously cannot stay silent to any longer. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of news is that our Instagram over the next few days is going to be solely dedicated to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, to the injustice that was George Floyd's murder and making sure these policemen are held accountable. Um, so if you see it, you know, that's just what we're going to, what we have been, what we're committing to do with our platform during this time. Yeah. And we're pledging also to be, and we, we mentioned this a little bit in the conversation with Dom. Um, we know that we haven't been as good about diversity in the guests that we have on OKSIS podcast. And we pledge to 
highlight and lift up and empower women of color, of minorities, of different perspectives in ours and different upbringings in ours. Um, that is something that has been a goal for ours and of, uh, of ours for a long time. And I'm the first one to say we did not take it as seriously. And we are committed because there are just such beautiful, confident, strong, incredible business owners, entrepreneurs, influencers, of course. And, and, it started with Dom and she is, she was so gracious and patient with us mm-hmm. and asking all of the questions that we needed. Um, and, and, and we apologize if you're a part of the sisterhood and have felt alienated in that way. Mm-hmm. So this is us totally owning that and, and, and doing better in that front. So for the next few episodes, we will be only highlighting women of color mm-hmm. during this time to make sure that their voices are elevated to the extent that they deserve. Um, we have a platform and we understand that we can use it for, for that. So um, also yeah. apologies for the audio quality. You guys oh. know I'm a stickler for audio quality. Yeah, and <laughs> we, we, we weren't expecting to uh, record today. So our recorder left uh, the batteries died. So the batteries died. The batteries, the batteries, died. <laughs> the batteries said no more. Um, so the quality will be Zoom. So just keep that in mind. Um, but this is too yeah. important of a conversation yeah, to for not, us to not post. So exactly. Um, we hope this. And to all of our Black listeners, we see you. We are here to support you. You guys know we have a secret Facebook group. You are always welcome and to post and be vulnerable in there. There's a community of women that are ready to support you with open arms um, and hear you really, really hear you. And um, it's also a great place to post resources if you'd like as well. Yeah. So um, this will be our episode this week. There will Mm -hmm. be no episode tomorrow. Um, This is it guys. So um, I don't want to say enjoy, but yeah, well, it, no, I think yeah. enjoy. I hope this provides healing for for this for the situation going on, and and hopefully we can take one step to furthering this conversation. So, thank you, sisters, for giving us the platform, for inviting us to talk about these things, and for your support. And thank you to Dom for being a beautiful light on this earth. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to this very, very special episode of OK Sis. We have a beautiful soul with us, gracing us today, Miss Dom Roberts. You probably have seen her on social media over the past couple of days. Um, she has an incredible presence on social media, really advocating for what has been going on um, in the world this past week. And she has what I believe is such an approachable and uh, resourceful way to communicate the issues that are happening. So thank you, Dom, for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you guys for having me. This is so cool. This is like my first podcast. Well, I mean, I've done Kenzie's podcast before, but this is like the first, I guess, talking about this stuff. And so thank you guys for allowing me to like speak on this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's such a small world, too, that you know Kenzie, we know Kenzie. I mean, the whole thing, it just comes so full circle. But we're so stoked that you're on. Um, For those that don't know what you're doing on social media, do you want to talk a little bit about what your life has been like this week and and how kind of it's taken off on social media in response to, obviously, the murder of George Floyd? Yeah, so it's really crazy. Um, So before all of this, I think I had, like, barely a 1,000 followers, and I had woke up the morning of that George Floyd's murder, the video, it was circulating, Sean King had posted it and I saw it and I just like was devastated. Like the first, my first knee jerk initial reaction when I saw the video, cause it was like sensitive content, like cover was, I like swiped out of it mm-hmm. because I was knew what was in that video and I was just devastated sobbing and then I like what I like was like you need to watch this and you need to see the truth of what happened and so as soon as I saw that I was like what petition what have people already started posting and I saw that Sean King had like a petition um and action steps and I was like great I'm gonna make a graphic and what's really crazy is I made that graphic so fast just trying to get resource and information out there because I was like there needs to be action right away. Like this is injustice, but like spelt his name wrong. And like people literally have 
just freaked out over that. So mm. it's just been crazy, but different people have been posting it, reaching out. And from there, it just kind of started this wildfire of like, I can't back down now. Mm. And like, I just keep posting resources and I just want it to come from like a black person that wants to help and be a part of the solution and inform and never belittle, never argue. I'm not here to debate. I'm not, I'm not trying to get angry or, or upset with anyone, but I'm just trying to educate and inform. Yeah. So, I think, I think um, something that I've observed over the past couple of days is I think historically white people have either been silent in these types of situations or, um, and probably silent because they didn't think it affected them or they didn't know what to say, or they didn't want to come off as virtue signaling, which I think we have done in the past where we were like, oh, we don't want to repost this because it might be, it might come off as an empty political promise or what have you. Um, and it was really your IGTV that you posted about, um, about checking your white privilege and if you have privilege and you saying you not posting because you're afraid of what others will think of you or how or if other others will judge you is actually furthering the issue and is actually um making it worse and favoring the oppressor so that is kind of why i was like oh no yeah okay great and i, I i'm i want to thank you for that push and i'm i I apologize that it had to take you to say that for me to come to that realization. Um, but I did realize that. And um, I think a lot of white people on the internet also have, and it feels like that has been the biggest difference um, about this murder versus the others. So kind of talk about that and, and the response across social media. Yeah. I just feel like it was, it's, it's so jarring with George Floyd's murders because, like, we just went through this. Like, it was just not too long ago when Ahmed Aubrey, that horrible video came out of that murder, and it was just so horrible. And it's like we had just had outrage, and then we had Breonna Taylor, the injustice that was done to her. And then it's like you wake up again, and it's like, again? And it's crazy because it's like both Ahmed and George, like what they have, it's like there's a video and it's circulating and people are seeing it. And I just think what's so crazy is the reason why I was like, we need to post, we need to get the word out is just because like, if you leave it up to black people to just have all the outrage and the feels, it's just like, of course, black people are angry. And I feel like, unfortunately, there's a narrative that Black people are just kind of always angry mm -hmm. and always sassy and, you know, that narrative. And I feel like when white people speak up, it's like, oh, it's not just Black people that are mad. Everyone's mad. Mm -hmm. And you, it's like such a way to go into allyship with Black people when you say, listen, I'm spreading awareness and I'm posting this because I want people to know what happened. And I also need there to be steps behind it. Because it's like, it's one thing to know, like knowledge is power, but like it's power when it's used. So it's like, I was like, I'm not just gonna be talking about it. Like I want people to be doing something about it. And I was like, posting is such a great thing that we could be doing right now. And then there's also, I mean, I think that there's also a different narrative in the sense that it's not just about posting, it's really about stepping up and doing something, as you've been saying, which I think in the past has, it's been more about just spreading awareness. And now it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta take some actionable steps. So um, there's, as a white woman in America and seeing, you know, my white friends and the white people I follow on social media, we're saying we're standing with the black community, we're allies. We need to understand what that means. And so um, posting is a great way to start, but it's not the end by any means. Um, can you talk about maybe some of the best resources that you've found as you've been doing this research and posting that people can really actually affect change and get involved today? Yeah, I think like, like you said, I think that's such a great thing to like hit on is like, you can't be an ally on the internet. You know, it's so easy. It is easy. It's an ease to just post that, share the story, post on feed and talk about it. 
but it's like the other stuff is like you need to be about it in the streets you need to be about it in white spaces and i think what's today i posted um something of infographic and it just said and it was a reflection post and the headline was just like just because you have a black friend like doesn't mean you're not racist and it's just like we need to start reflecting because as a society we've picked up on underlying racism but just even my post about the thug narrative is just like there's so many different little underlying things and i think like even black people like i feel like growing up in a predominantly white conservative like area in arizona i totally was just like my dad was like you need to speak a certain way and you need to like my dad was so on top of getting us like fresh school clothes and like all of that because he didn't want our family to perceive as like this like lower class like black family that so many i feel like white americans like honestly do perceive black people but like don't want to admit to it and just these different things and like even i started to have like underlying prejudice for like lower class black americans and i had to check myself because i realized that when something like this happens it's a leveler it doesn't matter what economic class you come from if you're black this matters to you if this if you're black this affects you and so with all my posts i've been like my white friends i need you guys to reflect and that's why i've posted those those questions that I asked and I'm like, we need to start asking ourselves these deep questions and we need to be honest with ourselves. Like we can't keep lying to ourselves um, when it comes to these things. And I even posted movies. I'm like, movies are an incredible resource. Mm -hmm. Like I know we're like the Netflix generation. I'm like, then let's use it. There are so many incredible informational documentaries, honestly, just funny TV shows that just show you the insight to what it's like to be black an American in the US and I'm like I know a lot of white people probably think oh like that's for black people like you know we get it but it's like actually no it's for everyone like everyone needs to be watching shows like blackish and like black AF and like just all these other like awesome shows I'm like those are for you guys and honestly they're a resource and I just want people to like start seeing these things and like start noticing that's like you need to like get educated and that's like a great way to like become an ally mm -hmm. and take steps to make it not just a social media thing but it's like now we're taking ground in the real world and in our inner circles yeah i'm so happy you mentioned black af because we we just <laughs> mentioned that on a recent episode we love that tv show oh, um it's, it's, it's the so great Ken kenya barris is just chef's kiss iconic <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think I think there's something really there and a, a sentiment that I've been hearing um, around social media this week as well has been it's not enough just to be not racist. It now has gotten to a point where you have to be actively anti-racist. And, you know, everyone saw that graphic where it was like overt racism uh, versus covert racism. And there is this like, of course, because you're not lynching or you're not, it's not very overt. There is this systemic deeper uh, issue that even every white person has to come well, to terms with also, and understand. And I don't know if this is controversial, but I, I think that this is something that someone needs to say is that as a white woman, I do harbor racist feelings because that's, what, that's what's been taught to me my whole life like I grew up in a white Jewish school I didn't even know a white Christian first of all to be to be quite honest with you but and my communities are predominantly white that's what it is and when a black person walks in a room I notice the black person because like that's just how I've been taught not by my parents we were Jewish and we come from a, a community of acceptance you know we've been through the genocide with the holocaust but as you're saying it's time for us to be fucking honest with ourselves and to say that that's what comes into my head when I walk into a room and that's not what I want. That's not what I want. And so we need to understand that it's okay to say, we think we have a black friend, so we're not racist. We think we interview black women on our podcast, so we're not racist, but it's so ingrained in us and we need to come forward and say that that's in our heart and not that's in our minds and that's not in our hearts. You know, like I, I'm, you know, I'm fine 
saying it out loud because it's the truth and we need to stop. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think tokenism is so harmful. Tokenism is just proof. If you're going out of your way to prove that, look, it's just to like, honestly, like cover your ass and be like, oh my gosh, look at all the, can't you see that I'm, if that's your goal to just be like, look, I have black people, like, come on. It's scary. And it's like so many, it's like, honestly embarrassing that so many companies use tokenism to be like, we're accepting, we believe diversity. And it's like, do you though? And I think that like the first, the first step I was talking with my friend, Amanda, and um, she was like, I just need to talk to black people right now. And I was like, honestly, I don't blame you. But she was just like, the white friends that I have been listening to and wanting to honestly have open conversations are the friends that have the most colorful friend group. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, right now, if your friend group isn't colorful, if it's all, everyone's copy and paste, copy and paste, you all look the same, then there is a problem right there. It's like your your friend group, I'm like, and I get it, like personalities, all of that comes into play, but it's like, you can find, you need a colorful friend group. Mm -hmm. I have Asian friends, I have Mexican friends, like you just need culture in your life. And that right there is such like, a leveler to, to equality because mm -hmm. it's like you start to see people as people and not as okay like tokenism and I think it's such an important thing that it's like we can't we can't live off of tokenism we can't be the kind of people that are like well look it's like it, that is so harmful and so bad um and honestly I'm not like trying to like shame anyone if that is what you've been doing but it's like, you need to start moving towards genuine diversity. And if that's a slow process, that's fine. But it needs to be in the back of your mind. It's like, I need to force myself to be into diverse circles. Because if, if not, I think the reason why people struggle with um, covert racism is because it's an unknown. Mm -hmm. I don't know a ton of Black people. And the Black people I have met haven't been my favorite people. And so you start to buy into stereotypes. And then you start to give into that. And then you start to notice, oh, a Black person just walked into a room. Oh, that Black person's being loud. And it builds and it builds. And then on top of privilege. And then the next thing you know, you're a covert racist. And you have all these learned things from society. And then you cover with tokenism. And then you act like everything's okay. And it's just like, we need to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. It's like, we need to, just like you were adding on the layers of like tokenism, covert racism. It's like, you need to unpack it the same way. Mm -hmm. Unlearn this, unlearn that, diversify my circle. It's like a peaceful study within yourself, taking out hatred piece by piece, because it's a process. It's not like, I'm declaring I'm not racist anymore. Like it's really a slow and peaceful and honoring process of accepting all cultures. And once you can do that, you can love anyone. And it's like, that's what you, we have to do. And what I want to challenge so many white people and white passing people to do is like, unpack yourself, be open, be raw, be real, cry. I love that. It's so beautiful. And it's like that right there, it's like you guys are going to change the world. Your podcast is never going to be the same after this podcast because then it's like true and genuine diversity. Mm -hmm. It'll change the world. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I have some, I have some thoughts. So uh, going back to tokenism, I mean, uh, it's, it's so true. Um, there's also a psychological term called moral licensing. It's a lot, of, a lot of what people felt when Obama was in office was, oh, we have a black president, so I'm not racist. Oh, I elected, I voted for Obama, so I'm not racist. Um, you see that a lot time and time again, and it's really, really important to understand when you are exhibiting that and when you're not. Um, I, I resonate a lot with what you, what you just said, um, especially because and Scout and I have been talking a lot about this. Um, although we've 
to our core believe we are allies to the black community and only want to lift up black voices, we have not done a good job with the, with the guests on our podcast. We have loved every guest that has come on. We have highlighted black women. We have highlighted trans women. We've highlighted Asian women, Persian. We have, we have had people on that were diverse, but not nearly enough. It is, and we can say that we've done that, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't work hard enough to, to get that actual colorful, diverse set that you are talking about. And double of what we, our niche of what we saw, you know? And it, it, um, it took a comment this past week for us to really examine that and say, and we've said in the past, like, oh, you know, we want to be more diverse. We want, you know, we've said it, we've said it, but have we done anything to actually implement that? Probably not. We're the first person, people to say that. So last week I really touched on myself. I said, Hey, why don't we have more black women? Why, why? And, and again, it's the circle, it's the insular, insular circle that we've also grown up in being Jewish and being in these uh, dominantly white communities and no, you know, our feeds, who we follow, you know, and it, and, and it took me, it took me literally. And I thought, oh, I'm I'm probably gonna have to certain, which, you know, I didn't really think this, but I was like, maybe I'll have to search and put a little extra effort. It took me five fucking minutes less to find 50, 50 more beautiful women that like have insane uh, businesses and a great social media presence is people that would be so perfect as guests for OK Sis. And it, it was a huge realization for me. Um, and I hope I'm not coming off as this like, yeah, girl, like <laughs> this is what, yeah, but we have to be yeah, I'm just trying to be honest. And it was a huge wake up call for me to be like, wow, it actually doesn't. And maybe if I just exerted a little more effort, I could find these incredible diverse voices and make this podcast so much richer and give so much more back to our community. Um, so, so, I mean, Sal and I were going to talk about this, but we're, we're vowing for the next two weeks to only, we've already, we already have booked like five, um, African-American women to come on as guests. And we're vowing not just for the next two weeks, but for the entirety of our podcast, but especially for the next two weeks, um, only, only diverse voices are coming on our podcast because we need to start lifting them up and jumpstarting that. that Yeah. And I think what's so beautiful is like the difference. Tokenism, I have to. It's forced. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, have them on. Oh, they're Black? Oh, they're Asian? Okay, thank you. Yeah, great. Actually, that'd be perfect because like marketing and stuff, like it's, it's a business. You guys give them a platform. We have this platform, make it higher than ours. It's like that right there, that genuine diversity is what we need. And it's like, I will back any, I don't care if you started yesterday, I will back anyone that wants to fight for that genuine diversity. Not, I have to, not, it's a, a chore, but it's a privilege. It's an honor that people would even allow, like, I don't even think white people realize how much of an honor it is that Black people would honestly even talk to them and let them hear the Black experience. And, like, I'm not saying all of that in, like, an arrogant, like, ignorant way. I'm just saying that, like, our whole lives, and maybe, like, let let me just use me. I don't want to generalize at all. My whole life, growing up in a predominantly white school in, like, suburban upper middle class suburban Arizona I was the only black kid in my class till like third third grade and I had to just kind of like code switch like I was like for me to fit in this is what I need to be like and this is who I need to be and all of that code switching and just forming myself into everyone I saw around me by the time I got into seventh grade I hated being black I hated my blackness because everyone that was like, like the guys were asking out and they wanted like just everything about me seemed wrong. And it wasn't until like later and in high school, it's like, 
I had to just come to a realization. It's like, dude, I need to love myself. And I just came to the realization. It's like, I need to support other black people to love themselves. Like there's, it's just, and it's just like, when you honor genuine diversity, it's like these people who honestly, there's so many black people that honestly just hate the skin that they're in, hate their hair, hate everything about them. And it's like, you bring that on top of injustice and racism. It's like low self-esteem in the black community is so high because of these things. And it's like, by you guys being like, no, I want confident black women. I want business owner, black owned business owners, like on my platform. I want people who like rags to riches on my platform. I want to show you that like being black is beautiful. It's confident. It's, it's just as good as me. And like, I think I want to prove that to like any black person that feels that way about themselves, but also to my white followers to be like, that's the privilege. It's by you guys using your platform. And honestly, if you're, I don't really like know your following that well, but if you guys do have a predominantly white following, it's more, it's more diversity. It's more, this is the truth. These are the, like you, they start to think like you guys and it's beautiful and it's what needs to happen. And that's how change takes place. It's like you guys declaring, making that vow. It's like genuine diversity only. If it feels and smells like tokenism, we don't want any part in it. And I think that is so beautiful and so real and like using the white privilege that you guys have for good. And that's a pure prime example of it. We're trying. You are. We have, we have, we have a lot to work on as, you know, privileged people and understanding what that means. And I think that that's, I I think that this is probably the biggest takeaway here is yes, we are going to be posting places you can donate. Um, My husband and I donated to the Black Lives Matter group in Los Angeles this morning. And yes, we can sign petitions and yes, we can call police officers. But I think that there also has to be a very, very honest conversation we as white people have to have with one another, which is why I was willing to share that regardless of what that looks like. And like admitting that I have racist tendencies that have been passed down institutionally to me. And I think that as white people, we need to spend some time really reflecting on that. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm just like, honestly, like you can ask, I just wanted to like, sorry, this might go off into a tangent. I'm sorry. I just wanted to like, highlight something that like I'm posting a talk um that so I was on a drive with a friend like I was on a drive and I called one of my friends we were just talking about everything that's happening and we just kind of went on like this rant about the people in my like the trolls in my comments and we were talking about I was just I just wanted to make a point I was like do you know what's so crazy about the trolls in my comments it's like when we think of like a racist person, like, okay, let's stereotype. Like, I'm gonna stereotype right now. If we think of a racist person, we think of like conservative, old, white, Joey, that's 55 and is like barely knows how to use Facebook and is like trying to like piece together like a comment, you know? That's what he thinks like trolling social media, but it's not. The voices that are trolling my comment section and other um pro um pro black lives matter like comment sections and like black comment like black people like comment sections and just whatever is junior high white junior high mostly upper middle class middle class junior high to high school white boys or white passing boys upper middle class to middle class junior high to high school, scary, scary. Where does that come from? Well, it can come from two things. And sorry, this is just a little bit of a tangent and I'm gonna post like an informational thing, but it comes from two places. Complacency in the home. So either their parents think that their history teachers are taking care of it, or learn politics in the home. Learn politics in the home is a little more complex because that's the environment that they're growing in, they're growing up in, it's all they're hearing. They're only hearing news from people that look like them. 
from people that look like their perspective. So it's not a genuine and true sight. But complacency in the home is scary because honestly, their parents probably don't think like that. But Mikey and Jimmy on the football team, when they have practice, their parents think like that. And so they're having locker room talk and to be accepted and to feel a part, they give into that narrative. And it's like, what I wanna talk about is just, we need to have the conversation in our homes and in our circles. We need to watch the movies together and then we need to talk about what we just saw. It's like, we need to read and we need to have a genuine conversation as to why racism is wrong, what it looks like, covert, over all of it. Because right now, our history teachers are not doing us justice. Because if they were, we would not be in the, pro the situation that we're in today. And it's like, so we, as, like, as white people, like, it's like, I want to challenge all my white friends, followers, and white passing friends and followers. It's like, you guys have to do the homework and take if you want to take the emotional burden off of black people, then it's like you need to take on the emotional burden of learning where your racism and covert racism, underlying racism, as big and as small as it is, where did it come from? And how do you unlearn it? And you need to watch the movies. If you have a younger brother who says the N-word in songs, you need to stop him. You need to reprimand him. If you have a family friend you have a old I don't care if your grandpa is 75 I don't care if it's your brother who's 22 if they're bringing and saying make a joke that's offensive saying something that's offensive you need to shut it down and I don't care if it causes tension I don't care if you don't speak to that person for months it's like if you want to be a true ally what do you say about black people and how do you let people talk about black people when no black people are around. Mm. And it's like, until people start getting the gut and honestly the balls to do that, we are gonna see no change. Mm. Because it's like one thing to make the decision for you, but it's another thing to call it out in people. That's the way, honestly, and like, I want to note this, to be the biggest ally because everyone's scared of the bully in the room that think that thinks they can get away with saying these offensive comments. Even me, I was too scared because mm -hmm. people will call me the N word and like think it's funny and like be like, oh, what's up, my nigga, like whatever, and like think it's funny and think they could get away with it because they were popular, because they were white, because they were the pretty, like, and I would let it happen because if I said something, everyone was gonna gang up on me. Everyone would be like, why are you so sensitive? Why do you care? You know they're not racist. And so I would just be silent, be silent, be silent. And it wasn't until something happened and no one said anything. And this is like last year, sorry, I get like a little emotional about it because like it was someone that like I respected and loved. And they just made like an offensive comment and I was so hurt that I had a, I had friends in the room. Like, I mean like good friends in the room and no one, no one shut it down. And I just like, it brought me down to like seventh grade Dom that I hated her so and like didn't love her for like being black. And I was just like, when Almond Aubrey died, it like freaking lit a fire under me that I was like, dude, enough is enough. Like enough is enough. Like we need to speak up. We need to get brave. We need to, I was like, never again will that ever happen. I will be labeled as the black person that turns up on you that you can't, that's honestly, if you want to call it microaggression, go ahead. Because I will not, you will not speak to me that way and you will not speak about my friends that way. And that goes for anyone. I don't care if you're Mexican, Asian, if you have like some sort of offensive thing, underlying racism, I will call you out for it and I will not apologize. And I'm not trying to like attack people. I think like, like people think to be like an attack, something as simple as like, that was not okay. Like you need to apologize, that was not okay. That's not aggressive. 
that's not too wild to ask someone to apologize for saying something that was wrong and too far. Hey, like this is an example. Someone says something offensive, you go, hey, you took that too far. That hurts so-and-so. That, that hurt their feelings. You need to apologize. Call it, that was, dude, that was a racist comment. That joke is hurtful. These things, everyone thinks like, like black jokes, all that, like, it's not funny anymore. Like, it's, it's actually not, like, it's, I mean, it's never been, but in high school, middle school, like, you got away with it, but now it's not funny anymore. And like, it's something we need to take serious. And I just think that like, sorry, I know this is a tangent, but it's so important. It's like, these little white kids that get a troll the comment and just build their army of like, see, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I got it. I have it all figured out. My politics are straight. They are going to own businesses. They are going to go into politics. They are going to be employers of people. And that's how they're going to view not, not only black people, they're going to view women like that. They're going to view it. They're going to, it's going to go down the list and we're going to have round two of this. And my kids are still going to have to be fighting. So we need to have the conversation now because my kids are not growing up having the same childhood that I had. I mean, I, it's, I, God, I, I mean, I think that you hit upon something and if there are any high schoolers listening, and I know it's really hard as a middle schooler and a high schooler to speak out because that's when your self-confidence is so reliant on a, you know, a popularity, whatever it is. And it's so easy to freeze and stay silent. And I mean, I'm struggling if I should share a story because it's not like, but I, I was in high school and I had a Jewish star on and a guy was laughing at me, a white guy. And I said, what are you laughing at? And he said, my grandparents gassed your grandparents in the Holocaust. And I didn't know what to do because I, I didn't know. So I said, they're silent. And all my friends who weren't Jewish were silent too. And I just remember that moment. So if we could like instill high schoolers to not do shit like that because they're 16 and drunk and being stupid, you know, that's yeah. where it starts. It's like, and what's so crazy is that is, those are the kids, like your experience is real. Like, don't, like, downplay. Like, that is racism that you experience. So don't, like, downplay that. Like, that, I feel that. I understand, like, how that feels. Like, there's so many slavery jokes, like, whatever. Like, and it's just, like, you need to, you need to make a stand right now that if you want to be an ally, that you're not afraid to be considered the girl that's overly sensitive be, or the guy that's overly sensitive. You, I, I applaud people that are over, quote unquote, overly sensitive because that means that you're not okay with hatred and racism. It's like, and it's just like also parents. If you're like a parent or like, even if you are like have a younger brother or sister and you, or you're just some sort of mentor to like these kids, it's like, you need to call it out and you cannot assume that people, they're getting the conversation from somewhere. Because it's like, if you're not explaining what, why the narrative is so important, then it's like, I'm, I want to teach my kids. I want them to know the truth. And it's like, if they're not getting the truth from you, then what truth are they getting and where are they getting it from? And it's like, if, if your parents are willing to educate, then like, you need to do your due diligence and sitting your brother and sister aside and being like, this is hard but will you please do something with me? What does racism mean to you? Like, you need to gently approach in a loving way, do not attack. If you wanna have real, and I mean real breakthrough with racists and people who have underlying racism, and the main reason why on my platform, I am so gentle and so sweet and will continue to be so gentle and so sweet to anyone who's willing to learn and even the people that aren't willing to learn, is because one day I want them to learn. And I never want my platform to be like angry and yelling 
and belittling and arguing because that becomes white noise. It's like, I want to be kind and gentle and I want you to listen to what I'm trying to say. Because this is serious. People are dying over this. People are like rioting, looting, and lighting cities on fire over this conversation that we're trying to have. It's killed multiple people. We've had multiple wars over this. And it's like, if we want to start having this raw, real, genuine, honest, truthful conversation, it starts here. And then it's like, I always say it goes to your, it starts, the change starts in your mind, your world, then the world. And it's like, we need, like, we can't, like, like you said, like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And it's just like, when we're silent, do you know, like, it's so isolating, that feeling. It's like you probably felt so small and alone and hurt. And it was traumatizing, honestly. All those experiences are traumatizing. And it's like, if someone would have just have said something, how, like, wouldn't you just have felt so much more confident and so much more seen and heard and felt like the emotion and sadness that you felt was like real and supported and it's just like I want that to be like this generation I want this to be the generation that shuts it down like I want gen z and gen xyz like I don't even know like I, can't <laughs> talk all like, I want these next generations to be like oh, I mean you literally can't even say that without losing your job like, I want it to be that generation. Like, there will be zero tolerance for it. And it's like, I have hope that there are more good people than bad people, so that that is a reality. But it's like, you guys are good people. And it's like, I'm a good person, I would say. But yet, all three of us have still realized that we had underlying racism that we picked up on. So it's like being a quote-unquote good person isn't good enough. Like you need to be an educated good person. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. That was another tangent. That was but really like, good. That's so fine. Good. That's we're, fine. And we're, that was amazing. That and was, we're, uh, we're also so sorry that, that that experience happened to you too. Um, the silence, and I think... I think a lot of why people are silent or why they continue to be silent is because they don't want to face this discomfort and they don't want to, because who, who wants to be uncomfortable? Like, I mean, that's not a, that's not a feeling people want to have. And especially when you go to social media and you want to be inspired or you want to just look at pretty photos. Yeah. Like you don't want to be a vibe killer. Right, right. Yeah, so, honestly, no, for real, that's real. And I, I mean, I've been seeing also, you know, I feel like in the past couple of days, there's been just like so much discourse and so many narratives. And now, even today, I saw this other kind of uh, point about feed fatigue and white oh, people. No. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's real. <laughs> and just like people, you know, not wanting to engage in this because it's uncomfortable. And they're like, when will my feed get back to quote unquote normal or what have you? And that is what I fear too, is like, what, what happened? Okay. So we, we did all the posting, we did all the reposting. We did, you know, we did this podcast. What happens? Like, how are we going to engage and continue and make this, make it like, make this conversation sexy. I don't know. Make this something yeah. appealing, like make this something that people are urging to have and that it's cool. As you said, it's the cool yeah. thing to do. It's the- Well, honestly, Dom, I think that you are actually spearheading that because yeah. I know that it's a very strange thing to say, but I'll say it. The way you presented your information was in an aesthetically trendy way yeah. that white people like to put on their feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and therefore it was like, oh, but this looks good on my feet so I can yeah. put it. And like, that's fucked up to say, but it's no, so but It's true. marketing. It's marketing. Like, even like, I was um, so- What's so funny about that is when I had the interview with Harper's Bazaar, like they were just saying like, that was like the reason why, like it was like in such a trendy way. And it's like, so honestly, like, I don't know. I don't really know how to work graphic design. Like I know like a little bit, but I honestly do all my graphics off my phone. And like just 
this different just glorified Photoshop on my phone. And um, what's just crazy is like I interned at our church who actually we have like really cool social media and our like our marketing strategies and everything for like church are just like it's really cool. And the number one thing that we hit on is like, is it shareable? And it's just like, honestly, yes. Like I want my graphics to look shareable and be shareable. And like, no offense, like this is just real. Like this is just our generation. And this is the truth of our generation. It's like, dude, no one wants to mess up their feet. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just, I, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. So I'm going to provide graphics and things that look cool. And because it's like, why do they have to look lame? It's just like, why do they have to? Like, it's just like, this could look cool. And this could like, honestly have the aesthetic of something that you want to repost because I want people to share it. I don't want people to be embarrassed. Like, okay, honestly, the information in here is so fire, but like, my God, like, I don't want to even <laughs> Because what's so funny is like, that you guys mentioned this and I think it's so good, but there was this, really good graphic that I saw and it was um it was I mean it wasn't a good graphic it looked ugly it was the ugliest graphic I've ever seen ever it wasn't a good graphic but the information in it was I mean just next level I caught like I was like yes sir yes sir like it was so good but it was just presented in like the foulest like way and I was just like that's what we need to do. And I think like even what you guys are doing when you talk about like quote unquote normal posting, it's like, bruh, I don't want to be that social. Like I want to be a social media where people go to and they feel instead of heavy hearted and like burdened, like, okay, now I need to like do this deep soul searching. It's like, dude, life is also not like that. Like life is light and it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be free and it's enjoyable. And I think like people think probably just because like of the stuff I've been posting, it's like really heavy. And it's really intense, but it's like if you followed me on TikTok before this, it's like I actually not that I have like a TikTok presence or anything, but it's like actually like I love being funny, like, and I feel like I have a ser really serious tone on my social media, but it's like it doesn't always have to be that way. And I think what you guys are doing is just like you're honoring diverse voices, and that's a new normal for you it's still carrying on allyship it's still being a part of the conversation but it's normal it's free it's light and it's a part of who you are like it doesn't have to be your social media like head to toe black lives matter like martin luther king like malcolm x but at the same time it's like if something does happen again and i'm fearful and i hope and i pray but in the back of my head, I kind of feel and know that something will happen again. I will be ready to post and I will be ready to share and I will be ready to speak out about it. But it's like this heart transformation that you two have just had that is so beautiful. And I want other people to experience and realize the difference from like, using their privilege for good going from tokenism to diversity because they're two different things is like it doesn't have to be like bone chilling raw real like no one wants to see more traumatic stuff like i don't want to see any more trauma i don't want to watch another video i don't want to it's like speed fatigue what you're talking about. it's like enough i want to see a cute outfit yes that's real like i'm not i'm not a psycho like i'm not a weirdo that's like heavy deep dark like you know like no that's not what i want but at the same time it's like you guys are switching it so it's like you're staying true to you you guys are still having this amazing podcast but now it's going to feature other diverse voices that you guys are going to uplift that's staying true to you and it's like you kind of just have to figure out what that looks like it's like okay yeah if you want to post a selfie you don't feel bad about it like, don't, like, I don't know, like, don't have guilt for wanting to, like, you know, especially if you're, like, an influencer, like, okay, yeah, like, have, like, common sense. Like, I think there's some influencers right now that are, like, okay, like, for real? Like, so you ain't gonna say, like, I mean anything? Like, you ain't even gonna post, like, BLM? Like, I don't know, you know? 
and just acting like nothing's happening. And it's just like, okay, don't act like nothing's happening because that's not the answer. At the same time, like you don't have to like turn your life into just like darkness. It's like, there's a happy medium. And it's like, that's what um, I'm working on for my page and what um like i want to have like fun sources like i want to have podcasts and like black af blackish so funny like i want to like i want to just do like the funniest episodes of blackish that you can watch like i just want it to be like lighthearted and informational and fun and peaceful and know that like i come as a friend mm -hmm. and i present these resources as a friend and it's like all of these things I'm trying to do is genuinely like out of the goodness and care and passion of my heart. Like, you know, like you don't have to tag me. You don't have to credit me. Like, I don't care about all of that. It's just like, I want what you guys have experienced to happen to the rest of the world. It's like acknowledge white privilege and now using it for good. You are an incredible human being on all fronts. I know that this week, has not been easy on you just from the sheer fact that you didn't have a following and now you have a following and this is what people like us are coming to you for and we're yeah, like help us i like this is exactly like i love this like i will talk and talk until like i literally can't talk anymore honestly because like i want to educate i want to inform and i want it to come from me and i want it to come because i come from honestly just the most genuine like peaceful and like i'm listening and like ask me the dumb questions honestly ask me like the embarrassing questions that you feel like you can't ask people because it's like i want to help i want to be known as like if like it all like everything boils down it's like what was dom she was like such a helpful person mm. like, well you are you you are definitely a helpful person you've obviously helped and inspired and touched us and led us to really really reflect and think and um be open, be open about this and you like keep keep doing yeah. what you're what you're doing i don't know just be you like just be you your, your presence is incredible um we love you and see you and mourn with you and support you and and we are also here to help in any possible way we can as well. So yeah. thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. We, we yeah, no, thank you guys. This is so cool. Like to be on like special guests, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you where they could follow you because your resources, your, your message, everything, everybody needs to follow you right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm just mainly posting on my Instagram. Honestly, I'm so bad about Twitter, guys. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just like. So are we. So don't like, worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like try. I've like posted a few things on there, but like, I, I just, it, I don't think it's going to be like somewhere that I'm really like, I don't know, maybe eventually, but like not right now. Um, but yeah, my Instagram handle is Dom R O B X. RTS. It's like so hard to spell it out. I probably like spelled that wrong. I don't know. It's Dom Roberts, but instead of like yeah, the E, it's like the X. We're gonna we're gonna put it in the show notes, guys. So there'll be a link, and then on our Instagram, we'll tag you and everything, so everyone can find you super easily. So that'll be good. Oh great, thank you. I'm like yeah, I don't know. The X was trying to be like cute, edgy. I don't know, but like <laughs> no, I like can't even spell it. Like I can't spell. It. That's the other thing that like everyone's coming for me for. It's like I don't. I just want to like say this so quick. It's like I don't think people realize that it's like just me and like my friend Quinton. Like he just joined me and like starting. Like we're actually, um, we're dropping merch. I know a lot of people have been like, how can we like support you? And it's like, okay, this like, this first drop, we want to completely like donate the proceeds and like moving forward, the other merch that we come out with, we will always be donating like a good amount of our proceeds to like other organizations. We're just working on doing it right. We like don't want to just be like, okay, like, yeah. And then it's whack or it's just done wrong and we're like trouble on our back end. So we're just really trying to be like pro about all of it. Um, but yeah, like my friend Quentin and I, it's like literally just us. And so when we like, when I have spelling errors and stuff, it's probably because I'm making a graphic at 3 a.m. to post at like 10 a.m. so I can like take a nap, 
because I'm like sleep deprived. And so I'm really working on taking good care of myself, which is what I've done. So I, yeah, it's crazy because it kind of all happened overnight. So I'm like learning the rhythm of like, okay, like what's my schedule? What does this look like? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we wish you all the success. We want to be buying the merch for sure. Yes. We want everyone to go follow you, to support you. And we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.